My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. I would like to welcome my guest, Jay Youngblood, VP for the South Carolina Chapter for Disabled Outdoorsmen, empowering individuals through the healing power of the outdoors from the ocean and saltwater marshes and creeks. Wow, that's a lot of different places. <laughs> yes, sir. So when did you get started with South Carolina's chapter? When did the, the chapter itself get formed? Uh, the chapter itself got formed um, two years ago now. Um, I got involved back in March, April timeframe um, when I moved out to South Carolina um, from California. I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. Uh, hey, hey, I escaped California. <laughs> I leave all the bad, uh, bad there. Got out yeah. to free America. <laughs> yeah. Although I hear the hunting is pretty good out there in certain areas. Um. Yeah. Yes and no. The hunting uh, in, in Northern California is a lot better in, than in uh, Southern California from where I was at. So. Yeah. So what was your uh, life before in California? Uh, life before in California was uh, was good. Uh, I was a uh, deputy sheriff, and in 2018, uh, I decided to uh, get in a motorcycle accident. Well, didn't decide to. It just it just happened, you know. So uh, I got yeah. in a motorcycle accident, and uh, which uh, left me paralyzed from the chest down at uh, T4 level. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Always wanted to retire in South Carolina and uh, figured I'd do that after my uh, long career with the sheriff's department, but uh, it was cut short and retirement came early. So I uh, got to move out to South Carolina a little earlier. Hey, I'm, I'm jealous of the retirement thing, right? <laughs> right, right. And so you do uh, South Carolina chapter full time then? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, we're still a fairly new chapter, so we're still getting our feet under us and and uh, and uh, growing the organization out here, the chapter organization out here. Yep. So, what does your uh, chapter offer altogether? Um, right now we're we're uh, we're offering. Well, we're we're getting together uh, for this year. We have uh, our next big thing is going to be uh, trying to get another turkey hunt going since turkey season's coming up and it's just a few months away and I'll be here before you know it. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to try to get a turkey hunt going this year. We're going to try to get some canoe trips. Um, we uh, were graciously um, presented with some canoes. So we're going to try to get some guys out on uh, the local rivers around here and, and lakes and then, um, actually we just had a meeting and, uh, got into it with a, a gentleman about, uh, some accessible camp spots too. So, um, going to try to, going to try to do some, some bigger events this year. Nice. Dude, you got, uh, anybody deer hunting this last year? You know, um, I was gracious enough to meet with some landowners and, um, check out some spots to, um, potentially, be able to facilitate a deer hunt next year um mm-hmm. got kind of caught in the middle of the season this year um trying to trying to organize and well restructure if you will um um our chapter um and make it official as far as uh, our board goes and stuff like that so um yeah. 
So next year, this next season is going to, or well, 2023 is going to be, uh, going to be a lot better year. Hopefully. Yep. So what do you think to offer this 2023 other than the turkey hunt? So, um, turkey hunt, like I said, the canoe trips, uh, mm-hmm. uh, camping. We, uh, partnered with a buddy out here in South Carolina that, um, does, uh, his organization's called Waymaker Off-Road and, uh, he, his nonprofits kind of like, um, renting out action track chairs. So we mm. partnered with him and, and, uh, are going to do like, um, if we need, uh, anything on a hunt or hiking or anybody just wants to get outdoors with us, then, uh, he's going to graciously, uh, hopefully, um, be able to facilitate some track chairs to get some people out. But, Along with all that, um, hoping to get a deer hunt going, um, get a few deer hunts going with these new, uh, these new opportunities with these new landowners. So sounds like fun. Yeah. Right. And I noticed when I was looking through Instagram, yeah, I was looking up trying to get some information. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> right. That you have former law enforcement, not, uh, I know you're talking about law enforcement, excuse me, former military. Yes. Oh, uh, what? When'd you go in the military? So I joined the military right out of high school. Um, in 2006, uh, I joined the army. Um, I did eight years with the army, five active and, and three reserve. Nice. Oh yeah. And I was a, uh, military cop, uh, the whole time I was in stationed in, uh, Louisiana. So I got to do a lot of hunting and fishing out in Louisiana, which was awesome. Um, while I was in and then, my reserve time was all done in California. Hmm. Well, at least you got to hunt and fish out there for a while. Right, right. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot better hunting and fishing than it was in California, I'll tell you that. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think the hunting and fishing is bad due to the regulations, or is it just poor game management out there? Um, I believe it's, well, I mean, it all stems from poor game management i believe um the regulations are strict well not even strict um in the area that i was hunting if uh if it was a well they call it a two by two out there if you will but it's a Mm -hmm. we we know it as a four point out out on this side um Mm -hmm. but if it if it was legal and it it was brown it was down so Mm um uh none of the, the deer out in my local area uh if you saw a monster, you were back in the woods way, 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 way far away from any civilization. But uh, if you were just hunting the local areas, the the easy spots to get to, it was it was uh, it was few and far between on what you could what you could yeah. find. You try any uh, private land out there? No, no private land. Um, a lot of uh, a lot. There is a, there is a lot of public land out there. Um, but once, once season opens, everybody's out there. Everybody shows up. So yeah, it's, it's a mess. Uh, the duck hunting, no, the duck hunting was good. Um, there was, uh, we hunted the salt sea a lot, um, out there and, uh, we used to build blinds in my garage and, uh, take them up to the North end of that, that area and, and sink them out there and hunt all season from them. Next season you would have to you would have to cut them down or, or burn them in place. And they'd be, they'd be 
20, 30 feet out or 20, 30 yards out of water. And, and, uh, it was just drying up. So I can only imagine what it looks like now. Mm. Yeah. I noticed they were talking about, I forget where I was reading or hearing about this. It was, uh, the first, uh, place that Theodore Roosevelt stated for conservation for wetlands is dry, officially dried up. I thought oh, it was in yeah. California. Yeah. I thought it was in California or hmm. somewhere else. I forget. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know yeah. a lot of those areas are starting to dry up. Heck, Lake Mead's starting to dry up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy what they're finding out there too. Yeah. That just, it's got, you think that's from Vegas? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm speculating on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do miss, I mean, fishing wise, I do miss is off, uh, uh, doing all the offshore fishing out of like San Diego and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I was, uh, used to go every year, um, offshore fishing out of San Diego down to Mexican waters and catching big tuna and Dorado and nice. Yeah. I, uh, I was, uh, back in 2003, I was 18, uh, about 18 and I was trying to enroll in the military before I realized my, uh, feet were not, they were more unique than I thought they were going to be. Right. So yeah, I was trying to get in the military and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, and I don't regret regret trying either because I was just wanting to do something like that and, Right. Nope. They told me no, and I said, okay. God had other plans. Pretty much. I couldn't do a duck walk. Oh, yeah. Oh, the famous <laughs> duck walk. <laughs> yep. Then I started working full time, and that's when I started learning about my Achilles tendons and how if I stand for, for too long, they would start tightening up, and then it's just all f- too much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was too much pain. That's when I started getting the uh, two triple orthodesis fusions on one of both my feet. Oh, yeah, that sounds painful. Oh, yeah. So this allowed me to stand in place, but yeah, no. Right, right. I I asked a doctor one time, I was like, when would I be able to take away all the pain? He said, we most likely would have to fuse your foot to your leg. No, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take away the left, right motion. I never could use it anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So, um, you've only been in with uh, Disabled Outdoorsman, South Carolina chapter for two years. Uh, where do you see the chapter growing within the next five years? Hopefully we can get on the Utah's level. Utah's doing some great things, and uh, and so is Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with the founder being down in Texas, and uh, but hopefully we're on that uh, the scale where we're uh, we're making a greater impact in the uh, disabled outdoorsman's community and and uh, getting the uh, getting the word out there and and uh, making a bigger impact and uh, more meaningful impact in the disabled uh, disabled community. And just showing, yeah. ju- just showing, uh, showing people that they can still hunt fish due due to uh, uh, a disability that they're living with. Because I'll tell you one thing: after my accident, I just like man, 
life's not over. It's just a little different and I can still enjoy hunting and fishing, but it looks a little different now, but I can still do it. Um, and, uh, I, I did it shortly after, uh, my accident was in 2018. Um, in 2020, I, uh, that's how I got involved with, um, disabled outdoorsmen was, um, I was graciously, um, op- or given the opportunity to go hunt with the guys in Utah and, and, uh, was able to shoot a big, uh, big mule deer up there. And then, uh, that kind of got me hooked and, and wanting to, um, help out with them. And they were in Utah. I was 10 hours from them. And I'm like, well, I'd love to start a California chapter, but there's, n- I mean, other than the fishing, there's not that much great hunting out here where I'm at. So, yeah. um, once I, once I picked up and moved to South Carolina and found out they had a chapter, I was like, Oh, great. I can finally get involved and start, start helping out and give them back. Yeah. How big was the uh, chapter when, b- before you started? Um, the chapter was, uh, we have, it's not, it's not huge. We got a a good core group of people, probably like, um, probably about 10, 10 people right now that are actually volunteering and helping out, um, and stuff like that. But as far as like, um, impacting, um, a lot of people, we've, uh, we've been able to take, um, take a few people out on hunting and fishing trips so far. But, um, like I said, we're just, we're looking to make a bigger impact this year and, and, and get, get more trips and more people out. So a few more benefit, uh, banquets and donations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you guys going to be hosting any banquets like they do out in you know, we, uh, we had to unfortunately postpone our, um, second annual, uh, we, we had a annual launch event last year or the year before last in 2021. Um, and then 2022, we had to postpone our second annual, um, event. And I think if I'm not mistaken, we're going, we're, we're shooting for February for that. Nice. Just trying to get the trying to get the vendors all lined up and everything like that. It was just there was a conflict, so understandable. Yeah, you gonna get any? Uh, you got? Do you guys have any sponsorships going? Sponsorships forward? as of right now, um, no, not not um, not currently. So it's all still just grassroots donations, banquets. Yes, sir. Doing like giveaways or anything like that. Um, looking into that, um, I've been reaching out to a few uh, companies here and there to uh, seek donations and then do some do some raffling and uh, raffles and, and giveaways and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's always nice. Yeah. Now, in South Carolina, what is a good place that you would want to go that you haven't went to yet for hunting or fishing? A good place that I haven't gone. Actually, to be honest, um, I, I'd love to get back on some more redfish. And uh, I, I went, I went a few years ago with my buddy um, down to Hilton Head, mm. beautiful place, and uh, went out with his friend down there and went fishing and caught a few sharks. But uh, 
but no redfish wanted to play at the time. So um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this year I can get on some some nice size reds. Yeah, I told you we were going to go round down rabbit holes and go all over. The place. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I'm still developing format, so don't worry. Oh no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your dream hunts? Uh, my number one bucket list hunt is uh, a nice mature bull elk. That's that's mm. been on the bucket list for for some years. So, no Africa hunts, no exotic animals. No, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Not too keen on going to Africa. I, I, I'd like to be out in the woods somewhere in the U.S. shooting a big elk. <laughs> and and to be honest, to be quite honest, um, I've shot mule deer. I've shot the Pacific blacktail in California, but I have yet to shoot a whitetail too. So that's that's uh, that's on the list as well. So this season, I was uh, wasn't uh, wasn't fortunate enough to get one. So <laughs> yeah, you you're looking for whitetail. I'm looking for blacktail, mule deer, elk, pronghorn. Oh yeah, pronghorns on the list too. I would say elk, the whitetail, then then the pronghorn would be my top three. Mm, I see. Mountain goat for me, probably sheep after that. And oh, then yeah. I go mountain lion. You ever been on a hog hunt? No, I have not yet. Oh, hog hunts at night are are, uh, are very interesting with thermals. I got a story from... On a previous guest, Ryan Bodwin, Ryan off the grid, he told it better than I did, but <laughs> he was talking about how he took a veteran on this hog hunt and they had the night vision. But, you know, night vision, you can't, unless you got the uh, rangefinder with the vision, you can't tell depth perception much. Right. And I believe it was that one. Yeah, they weren't, she was shooting and he think he missed. It was either that or they were using spotlights on him and trying to shoot, but he was missing. So oh, they yeah. ended up getting the dogs out and dogs chased the hog, got the hog. They came up on it and he actually speared the hog. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was a very emotional uh, time for that man. And I oh, don't I play bet. that. I mean, right. That, that's just out there. I've never done a dog hunt with for hogs, but um, I've had a few friends out here. They they go and run dogs and and chase them down and spear them. Wow! Yeah, that's. I don't know that's if a I whole would be another a, level of hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very personal, and you have to literally put your mindset in to commit to going Not and only- doing that. Not only personal, but that's uh, that's too close for comfort for me because I've seen what those hogs can do to you, and and uh, yeah, yeah. I've got it. I got a great idea. Armor <laughs> plating on a track chair, right, uh, right. A holding post for the lance because you're going to be holding a spear, not just right that, and just like brace it up <laughs> against it. Yeah, All right. yeah, definitely. <laughs> like spirit from something you've got like com- complete protection yeah goodbye right well it would take care of that safety issue yeah yeah i would yeah, that would that would unless the dang thing pulls a marlin and jumps up in your lap right right 
Yeah, yeah, too close, for, too close for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, give me the gun, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I'll stay, stay my seventy-five to hundred yards away from him and shoot him. Yeah, no. You're talking to a guy that literally just bagged his own his first squirrel ever. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, buddy of mine. We were talking about taking our uh, to the go our twenty two long rifles to the range, local range, indoor range, and so we put down. He's got a, like an AR style platform for it. You know, just all the fancy components that make it look fancy, but in reality, it's right. still got iron sights on it and that's about it and then takes the regular magazine semi-automatic and i just got my standard ruler 1022 hey, I, put like, I just changed out the stocks for something a little more fancy looking <laughs> like partial like slightly vertical grip in this built into the stock itself with a cheek rest still right. using the original iron sights on it and we were down out there at the range for i think three or four hours just putting hundreds of rounds down range that's awesome and then then the next day i see a squirrel i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna go hunt that squirrel the uh, i have my 22 still in the car so i loaded up a round in it and got over there and they're starting to take off big old black squirrel and he stops just enough i'm like yep i can catch it this guy popped nice. him and first squirrel is officially in the freezer nice yeah, we uh we actually have a squirrel season out here in South Carolina, so haven't haven't been out to squirrel hunt, but uh, but maybe one of these days, maybe yeah. one of these days. I'm looking up Indiana squirrel season. <laughs> <laughs> I need a googler. <laughs> oh wow, uh, squirrel season ends the 31st of this month. So yeah, yeah. I've got. About 30 days left to hunt them. Yeah. Need to fill up the freezer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Although I tried the uh, tail removal method for skinning it. Oh, yeah. I ended up stripping the fur off the tail. And I'm like, <laughs> great way doesn't work with me and my feet. And I just, I'm just going off. I'm thinking it's my feet. I can't apply the pressure that a normal person can with their feet. So I ended up utilizing just brute strength and pulling it apart <laughs> and skinning it that way properly. And then I was using uh, chicken, you know, shear, the deboning shears they have for the oh, back. Yeah. And it wasn't cutting skin worth of crap. So I was having <laughs> to use a knife and it's like, Trial Not one of yeah, pretty much <laughs> trial and error on there, and I'm pretty much just going to take the arms and legs anyway. So, right, you know any recipes with that shit with squirrel? I don't, I don't. Um, no, no, not, uh, not, not yet. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure once I shoot a few, I'll, uh, I'll learn how to cook it. <sighs> yep, I'm going to be uh, looking at the cookbooks and a few YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just tried wood duck for the other man, first time the other day though. And that was, I, I, I will tell you wood duck is a lot different than, uh, than eating divers. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, look forward to hopefully harvesting a few more wood duck this season. Before I've had it some, closes. I've had some goose 
uh, that my cousin gifted me a while back, and I didn't properly cook it. It's goose meat's red, red. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, my buddy's cousin, um, he uh, made some goose pastrami out of it, mm. and that was delicious. <laughs> I don't See, know I the just... recipe, but it was super good. I tried treating it like it was a steak, and that was a bad idea. Then I tried treating it like I just pressure cooked it till it literally was fall apart tender as small cubes for stew, and didn't have the flavor I wanted for it. Ah, so I might do the pastrami, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to cook, and I think I'm. A, I've had some duck, some mallard duck breasts. They're all right, but oh yeah. That's something they don't tell you about Canadian geese. I mean, it's lots a lot of meat, and it's different. It's a lot. You've got to break right. it down, right? Yeah. And, um, we used to we used to hunt a uh, place out in Arizona, California border called Cibola. We used to go out there every year and uh, and uh, shoot geese, yeah. and uh, that was the first time I ever had it. And, I think my buddy cooked it in a pan with uh, Worcestershire sauce and uh, and like Montreal steak seasoning, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean to me, I mean yeah, it's 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 red meat, but uh, it, it was all right. It was it wasn't bad. But some of the ways that I've had it cooked by other people is is really good. Yeah, goose meat's a lot denser than what they leaned it on to as well. I mean, yeah. You're thinking, oh, it looks like a nice medium rare, and then you're chewing into it like it's freaking hard rubber. Right. (laughs) That's the same way with rabbit I've seen. My my father-in-law was raising uh, raising rabbits for food and whatnot, and then he ended up cooking some, and all he did was a straight shake and bake on it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had to literally pry it apart with a fork. <laughs> like, dude, this is dense muscle. You didn't break it down with a crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. We're going into culinary setups. <laughs> and yep, sleep is coming soon. Right. <laughs> So, do you see uh, disabled your South Carolina chapter of disabled outdoorsmen? Do you see them getting their own personalized track chairs or coyotes or any other assisted uh, mobility devices? You know, I would uh, I would love to uh, I'd love to get my hands on one of those coyotes and uh, for the for the uh, for the organization or or a track chair um, for that mm-hmm. matter. Um, it'd be nice to be able to raise the funds and, and be able to uh, have one on standby for, for whatever our needs may be as far as the organization goes. Um, yeah. 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 Those coyotes are really neat. Um, and they're not, they're not, um, their company's not too far from where we're located at. So yeah. maybe well, I'll uh, get up there and be able to test drive one out and see how they, uh, how they perform. All right. Maybe they want to sponsor a small little podcast later on. Maybe. Not, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. But oh, uh, I know a guy who actually got the test drive one of those Chad Wallagura. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm good. I don't have to explain any more about Chad. So, <laughs> oh yes, sir. Yeah, Chad, I'm still gonna go hunting with you. Don't worry. <laughs> That's so he knows I'm. I listen. <laughs> so we had a plan to go out hunting this past year, but weather and life happened. So right, I right. So, but I'm gonna get with him and. Hopefully this year I get to go. Yeah, hopefully because that'd I, be that'd be good times. I've never been to Texas. I've been so. just drive just driving through. Long drive. <laughs> yeah. Nine hours in, you're driving across Texas. Where the heck am I? You're still in Texas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think that's similar to driving from Northern California to Southern California? Uh, no, because at least there's something to look at in Texas. It's just flat and nothing to look at. <laughs> Welcome to Indiana and corn. Oh yeah. Never except been during Indiana. oh winter time in Indiana. If you're going from the Northern part of the state to the Southern part of the state, granted you get to about a few areas where there, there's a big, right with big valleys and hills. But majority of it's just flat, and it during the winter time, there's nothing. Oh yeah. During spring and summer, you got the pl- crops growing and it's green, and so your vision's a little bit taken up, so you see nothing but corn or soybean or something. But yeah, winter time comes, you ain't seeing jack for anything in those fields, so it looks oh, barren. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You live in a place you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, South Carolina in the in the winter time. After all the uh, leaves have fallen, it looks. I mean, I, I drive. I still drive by places, and I've lived here almost a year now. And I drive by places, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know there was something back there. Now I can see it because there's no trees, uh, no leaves on the trees, or. Or foliage right. in the in the forest that's uh, hiding it, but yeah. So, and I know we're going to go into personal details again. Now we're switching back. Oh, but, so uh, good. All right. So, you going to? Do you have any tar? You guys use uh, trail cameras when you're scouting or not? We do. We do. Um, so right now, um, I am. We were using um, covert wireless cameras but i think we're gonna switch away from those and uh i just got some tactic cams um Mm. and uh we're gonna we're gonna try those out and see which ones uh we like better yeah use it on your private land yeah 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 now did you bag anything this but i thought did we talk about that you didn't bag or anything yeah i didn't i wasn't lucky enough to get any uh in anything this year um, I was holding the, trying to hold off on shooting does, um, till after rut and stuff like that. And then, yeah. um, wasn't able to, uh, get back out to, uh, shoot anything after that. So, yeah, I know this season for me was different to say the least. I had a few more obligations and a few more things I had to do. And yeah, definitely. Life got luckily, busy this year. Yeah. Last year. Luckily, I got like this small bit of private land, so about 10 acres, and I only hunt maybe one of it. Oh, yeah. 
And so I'm I'm waiting opening day, sitting in the blind. And I think I got about a half hour before sunset and I start seeing does cross over on this other side of the field. And then they just start piling in and there's seven of them. Oh yeah. I think I've seen on my trail cam three bucks maybe. And that was during summertime. I'm like, yeah, that's way too many for one buck, one dollar buck to breed. Right. So I made the conscious decision. I'm like, well, it's ethical. They're big. I'm going to take one right. because that'll still give me uh, plenty of time. So I take a shot, miss completely. Oh, bummer. And so three of them take off into the staging area. There's this like, you got this big old piece of field and then woodlands with a big cutout so they can see all three sides are protected. They can still see out in the field. So the three take off there and I'm thinking, okay, I think I might be able to get something. They're just holding still. I'm just going to wait. And then a doe comes back out from uh, the staging area. And I'm like, dang it, I'm going to get that doe. And so I start load, uh, cocking the crossbow back and then I start loading the bolt. And this thing, I swear to God, seeing me do this. <laughs> and it's dark in there, but they can still probably see some movement in there. And then she, I take aim a little bit and she bounds about 10, 20 feet forward. And I just aim for a double long. I take a pop and she takes off back into the woods, to that staging area. And then I hear the crash. Oh, nice. Yep. So the last half hour of legal light on opening day, October 1st. That's awesome. So there That's is awesome. an achievement all of itself on that. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, I can't say that I've shot anything with my crossbow yet. So maybe, uh, maybe this season, next season. Yeah. Well, she gave me 50 pounds of meat. So, Hey, freezer full. Hey, I just did my first venison Wellington with her. So, oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I had the meter made probes from my wife for Christmas. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I have a few of those. <sighs> those are those are beautiful things. Like yes, it. yes, they are. Technology is awesome. Yeah, with the uh, Wellington, that was the first time my wife said. I don't mind mushrooms in something because we're not a big mushroom fans, the oh, okay. mushroom flavor and everything. But the way I made it, she's like, you can't even tell that's mushroom. <laughs> that's awesome. You ever made a Wellington before? I have not. No, can't say that so, I have. So I think the only thing I did wrong, instead of using like actual pastry puff, I used pie pastry puff. Oh, okay. So it turned out well, it turned out great, but I think next time I make it, I'm, I was having issues with it sealing up properly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is actually utilize and make it with, um, crescent roll pastry. Right. So I actually flatten that out and make sure it looks good and then wrap it up because that way it will seal up properly better on the sides. Oh yeah. 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 I could see that. But yeah. 
I literally minced up in a food processor about 300 grams of mushrooms and a shallot and a piece of garlic and some thyme and cilantro, Italian parsley or so, and then put now that you're just in there. making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's a good recipe. I watched some. I saw something, and then I put it in my smoker uh, slash grill. I got a Masterbuilt 560. I put it in there. Oh, nice. At 420 for till it got to 130, and then I let it rest. And yeah, dude, it was great. That's awesome. Definitely something I'm going to do cook for Christmas next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Lord, let me get the big buck this next year. Right, right. Let me get one so I can try this out. (laughs) Yeah. And I need to remember to take the neck roast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a staple I always like doing now is the uh, pulled neck sandwiches. Oh, okay. So, but I think this time, especially with the smoker, I'm going to be doing a smoked venison neck uphold neck nice yeah there's a like there's a hack i saw on there if you want to do like pulled pork or something and you don't want to get your hands messy or whatnot or you just want to keep it from doing the super pulled stuff just put it in your uh stand mixer or the paddle attachment and let it go to town oh interesting yeah it actually does a it does a really good job pulling apart and it stays warm Huh, I'll have to rem- remember that. Yeah, I f- I think I saw it on YouTube that was ha- when it happened like that, and I was like, okay, that'll work. Right, right. Like all these life hacks that you never know about until you're way older, and you're like, where's that been my whole life? <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I did pulled venison neck, I was using two forks and just. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Completely cold. By the time I'm done, I had to reheat it with sauce and everything. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So you plan on going back to Texas to talk to uh, Weston and all them this year? You know, I haven't been down there yet, and um, um, another our our other board members were talking to him about possibly trying to get a trip down there to uh, go meet up and, and hang out and talk. Yeah. It'd yeah. be nice to be sponsored by where he works. Right. Right. I mean, he, he's, uh, he's doing, he's doing good things down there. Great things. And I, uh, I don't, I'm not knocking him. Trust me on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, and, he's, and and the Utah the Utah guys are doing uh, fabulous and and outstanding things up there. I'm a little envious of those guys, and and I've uh, I've picked Cindy's uh, Cindy's brain um, a lot about uh, how to uh, better the chapter down here for South Carolina and 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 do things like they're doing up there. Yeah, what he give? What type of recommendations did he give you? Well, just uh, just just uh, events and 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 um, donations and 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 networking and stuff like that. Um, just thinking outside the box and and uh, and pretty much don't be afraid of ask. Uh, don't be afraid to ask because the uh, the worst thing that they're going to tell you is sorry, no. Yeah. So. Yeah, I understand that a lot. Yeah. Or they just won't answer anything and just. 
like, okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I had a couple, a friend of mine from which I interviewed early on in my podcast, Tate Hale, this past year. He went out there and he got his first elk out there with Sydney, and that was cool. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I'd been yeah, out I, there. I, uh, I watched those guys and those guys' videos uh, shooting those big elk, and I'm just like, oh, man, one of these days I'll be able to facilitate a, facilitate me going on a trip up there and, and uh, yeah. get it done. Yeah, they got a uh, – what type, what other game do they have in South Carolina in terms of big game? We got hogs. We've got deer. We've got bear. Um turkey i think those are the main i mean we got foxes and bobcat too but as far as big game it's it's the it's the turkeys the bear the whitetail and hogs now you know what my next question is going to be right it's going to be about the bear you know i i pulled the tag this year we had some property that was uh i i had tons of bear on trail camera up there big bear and then we just uh, up here you can't have any bait on the ground um during bear season so if you have corn on the ground or or anything like that and you shoot a bear and and dnr determines that the bear has corn in its stomach or in its teeth then then that's a big no-no so we didn't want to take the chance, and uh, and I didn't feel like uh, explaining to DNR that we didn't have any bait on the ground, and I don't know where it came from. So I didn't uh, I didn't end up shooting a bear this year, but uh, maybe next year, maybe I can go with somebody who who uh, who uh, does yeah. it all the time and has property specifically set up for that. Oh, so you have to have property. Uh, you actually have to have property for bear to bait. In South Carolina? So, no, um, let me clarify. In the northern part of the state, in the upper zones, you can't bait at all there. In the lower part of the state, you can set out corn piles and, and bait, uh, bait them. But up in the upper upstate, you can't, you can't have a lick of corn out on the ground while you shoot a bear. So you'd have to set up and get property rights down in the southern state to be able to bait over bears for a hunt with yeah. disabled individuals yeah yeah i mean like we you- could we could do it in the upstate we uh, i mean if we had a property that we know that there's no corn out on um and it and bear season came around and we had bears on it then we could do it in the upstate but um it's just i didn't for for me um personally hunting this year for bear uh, i didn't want to take that chance because one, it's it's a property that I'm uh, I'm allowed to hunt, not my own property. So yeah. Well, you gotta love you getting it with more marketing on there, so you can get some places down south then too. Right, right, yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, do you see you guys working with a few other places outside of your state? You know, um, yeah, uh, we like the the first uh turkey hunt that the the guys did they brought a uh a young lady from utah down to hunt turkey in south carolina um i got uh i'm hoping i mean 
and and to impact the disabled community not only in South Carolina but in other states as well if there's a hunter that is in a state that doesn't have a chapter and, and wants to hunt or fish and puts an inquiry in to uh, come down and hunt fish in South Carolina then then that'd be great too now do you guys uh, pay for transportation and everything for it you know um, as as funds come in and are available we'd like to take care of as much as we can transportation housing the works. yeah we uh we have uh we actually we have a van that was donated to us um that's fully outfitted um uh, with a lift and everything and even if the person uh disabled person was old enough and legal to drive um anybody with a disability can drive it has hand controls in it as well too and stuff like that so and then nice. uh we were uh, just recently uh graciously donated uh had a trailer donated to us to be able to haul around all our gear and canoes and stuff like that so that's nice yeah and i i know we were talking about a little bit earlier about saltwater fishing when you were going for redfin and instead got sharks but uh do you see those type of trips expanding outwards the same way your big game I, I think so. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I know West End, they do a big, um, a big red fishing tournament up in North Carolina every year. So, yeah. um, um, that actually just recently took place, um, at the end of last year. So, um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can, cause I mean, the coast isn't that far from us. It's three and a half, four hours, depending on where you go. So, um, to be yeah. able to, facilitate a trip down there who's not uh not far-fetched i don't think i would ask about marlin fishing but we all know that is not going to be on the docket for most people right right yeah yeah no i think uh i think uh sticking to inshore and 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 uh a little bit of saltwater fishing out there um um a little not not too far offshore i don't know i don't know what we can get into or or yeah, right haven't explored that horizon yet so party boat right right <laughs> well thank you for agreeing to come on it's been a fun pleasure of course. Going thanks down. for having me yeah it's been fun going da- down a few rabbit holes and then going jumping right. back going down tangent and t- going back tangent jump back i know yeah, people yeah. are going to be like why did he jump rope this time we'll just blame <laughs> it on sleep good We're going to blame it on sleep deprivation. Right, right. (laughs) Work with the sound of the voice. I actually had a listener reach out. He's a local guy. And he's like, dude, I was sitting in bed and I fell asleep. Your voice is that smooth. Nice. (laughs) I I can't tell. You're going to have to be honest with me. Does the voice sound smooth? It's calming. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Yep, that my wife said that too. So she fell asleep. Right. <laughs> Don't listen to the podcast while you're sleeping. Right, right. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on, Jay, and hope no to talk problem. to you later yeah. on. And remember, everyone, stay adaptive.